Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! What's up, everybody, and welcome to Average Cheese. I'm Dale Lobo, alongside my co-host and longtime friend Todd Widener, and we are Average Cheese. We offer a unique perspective and entertaining conversation on what we love to talk about more than anything, the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. You can talk to us or find us on Twitter at avgcheese, and you can also get a hold of us at email at avgcheese at gmail.com. we got a great show planned for today with a lot to talk about, so sit back, crack a cold one, and join us. So welcome to episode 13. I'm no longer going to say our names because you know who we are. It's good to see you again today and here again today. Todd, how are you? I'm doing great. Welcome back, everyone, to Average Cheese. Yeah, episode 13. Crack it open. I did. Check out the koozie. Nice. I found this at like a, you know, like those like weird, when you're in Walgreens or whatever, they have like those throwaway bins for like a dollar. Yeah. And like this kick-ass um, Packers like football koozie. So in I Virginia? No. I mean, this is like years ago. I got these years ago. Somewhere. Oh. Before we get started with the episode, rest in peace to Gail Sayers, uh, former Bears running back. We were too young to have seen him play, but... Uh, he was a great player. Before we talk, talk about uh, Lions, Packers, and preview Saints and Packers for next week, can we talk a little bit about money, about Packer money? Sure. All right, cool. So I was reading on the Twitters that the Packers and David Bakhtiari are about $4 million a season away from each other. So from what I saw, I want to say it was Rob Domofsky. Could have been somebody else. I don't know. But they were showing Laramie Tunsil. So the Texans, who are fucking stupid and do things like trade away DeAndre Hopkins, right. also paid Laramie Tunsil $22 million a year. Wow. Their left tackle. Wow. So, of course, David Bakhtiari, who is a better player than Laramie Tunsil, wants – Twenty-two million dollars. Right. So the, yeah. the 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 question to to you then is: David Bakhtiari worth twenty-two million dollars to the Packers? Uh, I, I did see. Did you see the quote from Bakhtiari? I did. And it was something to the effect of, "Well, I think the the gist was, well, the cap kind of means nothing. If they want to make it happen, they can by kind of, you know, taking or restructuring some other deals." But in order to get him and Jones in, his attitude is that it can be done if they want to get it done. Sure. Sure, they can get it done. But at what expense? And I'm not saying like money expense, but at some point, you can't sign all these guys. I agree with Bakhtiari to a certain extent, but then you got to restructure Rodgers. You have to say goodbye to Billy Turner. You got to say goodbye to a bunch of guys that also need to get I don't know about Turner. 
I mean, I'm okay I, I, with cutting I, Turner, but yeah, I'm okay with that. But do I think he's, you know, if, if that's what the league standard is, is he worth 22? Yeah, absolutely. Do the Packers, should the Packers pay him 22? Rodgers has been sacked once in two games. That's a tough call. I, I don't know. I don't even have an opinion on it. I, I think that I tend to believe like what he said is that if, if they want to get it done, they can get them both in. I tend to believe that, but I'm not in the front office. I'm only an average cheese. So same here. <laughs> My it's issue. a tough call, man. I, I really don't. If if they signed him tomorrow to twenty two and a half million, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset about it. It's not my money. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care if it, if they, the Packers can continue to put a good team on the field. I just don't know how you do it. You know, I, I don't know be, how you do yeah. it. Yeah. If it means jo- if it means Jones is gone, I don't like it. <laughs> Because uh, he's he's come out, and we're going to get into this in the show, but, I mean, he's come out and just proven to everybody what, what off-season work is all about. Because he's come back with just a phenomenal start to the season. So If you paid David Bakhtiari $22 million, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. I am saying you shouldn't. I don't think they should. I think he's worth it. I think some team will pay him in the $20 million range, and he is worth that money. But, yeah, we have other things we need to think about. Corey Lindsley, Kevin King. I mean, those guys need money too. Yeah. So at what, what expense? You cannot sign all those guys. Aaron Jones is worth 13 to $15 million. I mean, from the way he's playing, but when you see what other guys are getting paid, we've already talked about this before. So then you sign Bakhtiari to $22 million, and let's say Jones gets $14 million in the middle of that number. That's $36 million. $16 more million for Devontae Adams. I think Rodgers is at what twenty high twenties. Let's say thirty. You've got almost a hundred million dollars in four players. I don't it's, know. It's just interesting. To, like I, I wonder what, in what decade the shift went from because like offensive linemen and stuff never used to get paid shit, right? So and I mean they uh, and now there was a shift. You know, it was always like the running backs and receivers and quarterbacks were all getting – everybody's getting the money. And now we have a situation where, like, an offensive tackle is going to get paid twice as much as your star running back. Yeah. Isn't that strange? I mean, it's just – I don't know. We've watched football for a long time, but I, I honestly can't, like, recall, like, what decade that shifted in. Yeah. It, it just, I, I know. But, I but, like, double. I mean, literally, like, double. Yeah. <laughs> $22 million, and Jones is getting – Back in the day 15. when we were watching the Packers in the 70s and 80s, there's no way an offensive lineman was getting paid more than a running back. There's no way. Right. right. Nowhere close. It's an interesting turn of events, and, and I think David Bakhtiari is a great player. And I know we can, we can stop talking about this, but it's just – it's something that's going to come up, and we'll probably talk about it 18 it's more the, times. Yeah, it's the pink elephant in the Packers front office. Right. It's the elephant in the room, 100%. All right, let's get on to some more football. Yeah. So Packers 42, Lions 21. Initial thoughts on the game? I thought it was a good game. They got off to a slow start, let's put it that way, especially the defense, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But overall, I mean, I think they, you know, they, they wore them down. Again, Lafleur had a, a masterful game plan. There were some things in there that need to be tightened up, and we'll get into those too. But overall, I mean – you, you you can't like think of any any type of negatives when you beat a division uh, rival forty two to twenty one in the second game of the year and you go two and zero oh, so great week for us wins are wins I mean yeah. no matter who you're playing and how hurt they are or anything you win games and you move forward and you're right yeah. division wins are important like I always say 
the you know like last year everybody criticizes the Packers uh, record and like how they got to the NFC championship and stuff like that but it's hard to win in the NFL week to week I mean it doesn't matter how <laughs> it does not matter what the score is how you got there you can talk about you know, bad calls with the refs or whatever you want. A win is a win, mm-hmm. and that's what's going to be in the in the win and loss column, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. So two and all, baby. Yep. You posted it on Twitter, and and it is a huge statistic, and it's something that when the season started, I don't think anyone would have thought that the Packers led the league in any offensive category because really they weren't an offensive juggernaut last year. No. But here's what the Packers lead in after two weeks in the NFL. Points scored, total yards, touchdowns, yards per drive, time of possession, scoring percentage, and turnover percentage. And the biggest one of all of those is time of possession. Has that ever happened in the 40 years, 45 years I've watched Packer games? No, never. I'd say a close second is the turnover. Unbelievable game. Unbelievable start to the season. Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the football over. I mean, no. I mean, it, it's really if we fumbled it or not. Right. Most weeks. And they scored 40, 40 points, you know, over 40 points for the second game in a row, which is not something I would have predicted. Man, I mean, they're, and, you know, in this game in particular, they could have went over 50. Again. Yeah, again. Exactly. They, they should have went over 50 in the first game. They definitely had an opportunity to go over 50 in this game. There's no question about that. So yeah, sure. those those are some crazy highlights, and, and and you know the other highlight, and and I will talk to this highlight is uh, Rashawn Gary with one and a half sacks. I've been critical about him. I've talked about him like a, a bunch on previous episodes, and I will stick to my eating my actual words. I will do that, and I, I will post a video on Twitter or whatever it has has to be. But if he gets ten sacks this year, ten sacks for Rashawn Gary. I will print the, that piece of paper out and I will put it in my mouth. I will chew it up and I will swallow it. So I wanted to ask you, what, what is the, because you said if he has a great season, this is the first time you've come out right. specifically and said yeah, what exactly. that means. Exactly. Okay. That, is, that is the specific, that's the benchmark. He's got to get to 10 sacks. If he gets to 10 sacks, I will print off that, you know, the actual words that I said, and I don't, I don't remember what episode it was, but I will print those off. I will grab that piece of paper. I will ingest it. For sure. I feel like you have a lot of words that you said about Rashawn Gary <laughs> in the last. So maybe it'll be multiple pages. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'll just increase the, oh, no, I'll decrease the font. The font size of like yeah. six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, hats off to him, man. I, I think he hit his stride in this game. I mean, I really thought that um, he showed up. He, he was engaged in, in this game. He was a, he was a different, definite difference maker in this game. He did a lot of things that went unnoticed, but he, he came in and, man, he was just punishing people all over the field and, and all over the place. So it was great to see. I think this was his breakout game. Now, from here on out, I really feel as though it's just a stepping stone into hopeful greatness. So, And I never thought I'd hear myself say that on this show. But, hey, I, I'm glad. I, you know, as, much, as critical as I am about Packers, if they prove me wrong, hey, I mean, that's what Packer fans do, right? We bitch right. and moan about we everything. <laughs> we bitch and moan about everything yes, constantly. But that's, very that's, that's our culture. It absolutely our is. culture. And then, like, Rashawn Gary might become a pro bowler. And I'm like, awesome. I'm, like, his biggest fan, and I'm wearing his jersey. Yep. That's just how it is with the average cheese, right? I mean, that's what we are. Right, for sure. 
Yeah, he had a great game. We'll talk more about it later, but I will just say that I think he was the best defensive guy on the field on Sunday, and that includes the Smiths and everybody out there. He he was the best player on the defensive side of the ball for sure. I would agree. One of the negatives that came out, I don't want to call it a negative, but Devontae Adams' injury, it was a little bit concerning. He was kind of like all of a sudden he wasn't in. And, you know, and it wasn't he, like he limped off. Or... No. No, and a hamstring, you know, if you're not watching the play or if the camera wasn't following on that on that play, then they don't even see him. He probably walked off, no big deal. And the decision to keep him out of that game was absolutely right. Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, he, they, they were moving the ball. There was nothing yeah. that the Lions could really do to stop him, and we'll talk probably more about that in a minute. But keeping him out was great. I mean, it was a good decision. Uh, what I worry about is they really need him going forward. And uh, with his interview today, I don't know that he sounded real confident about yeah. playing on Sunday. I would say if I had to judge, he's questionable for Sunday from yeah. what I've heard from him today. Definitely the right decision. I mean, they, they, had, they had just taken command of that game. I'm sure he came off and was talking to the trainers. And yeah, that was the right decision for sure. Hamstrings are always like one of those injuries where it's like a severity issue. It's, you know, you went, we went around and around with uh, Clay Matthews. His hamstring was just like, you know, just a lingering in injury that just like lasted in over and over and over. So hopefully that's not the case with this. And it's just a minor thing. I mean, you know, he's in the training room getting it treated as we speak probably. But, you know, if he's questionable, yeah, uh, going against the Saints, that's going to be a big loss. We need all our star players for this game but someone reminded Devonte that they went four and oh when he was out last year oh, <laughs> so, really yeah he's like they don't really need me but yeah. they clearly we do we need him to play yeah. because yeah. It, you know, it, we've talked about it a billion times it's Devonte adams and a bunch of other guys i mean if if we weren't packer fans would you know who alan lazard was probably not no, no. You know, he's not going to be on any highlight reel most of the time. He's not going to make a ESPN. So, yeah, hopefully he's back. Put it up on Twitter just like we always do when we see something that we think is breaking, and hopefully he will be back. If not, other guys got to step up. Right. Maybe we'll see some of those guys like Malik Taylor. Maybe we'll see him. Yeah, where has he been? I don't think he's been – I don't think he's gotten a snap yet as far as I'm – Well, concerned. if Devontae is out, he will. Call Begleton up. Yeah, maybe Begleton will get his shot. I mean – Really, you want guys like Runyon, like Begleton, to get meaningful snaps early when the games matter, but they don't, you know what I mean? It's not crunch right. time, so that when they do mean something, they've already been in games and they're not freaking out out there. So, True. I mean, it could be a positive. Aaron Jones had a monster game oh, against God. Detroit. Yeah. I mean, he, he was great, right? 236 total yards, 168 on the ground, three touchdowns. He was unstoppable. He made oh, he a catch. Was. He made a – I know you know the catch I'm talking about. Yeah, on Down the, side the right sideline that yeah. running backs just don't make. Yeah, where he turned and went high up for the ball and caught it at the high point. Mm-hmm. That's a and wide receiver play. Completely elevated, too. Oh, God. And came down with it. I mean, yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. I don't – I'm wondering – Aside from that game, if he's had a better game. Statistically, like, no. Oh, really? Yeah, so I, he, I wouldn't doubt it. it, it I, I can't imagine. He but broke he was, Amon Green's record. Amon Green had the total combined yards record of 227, something wow. like that. Statistically, yeah. that's the best game he's ever had. 
I was watching ESPN and then I, I slowed it down and rewound it because they were showing a highlight of his, you know, the, what was it, like the 80-yard touchdown that he scored? Can't remember what it was. 75 but. yards. 75 Mm -hmm. but i slowed it down to see like how that hole like actually opened and you could see elton jenkins pulling from the left side Mm -hmm. and coming around and sealing this linebacker i mean it's like a thing of beauty but like the entire offensive line just smashed a big hole into the lines right there it was unbelievable to watch you could have drove a truck through that hole yeah I mean, I'm not saying anything negative about Aaron Jones, but an average running back could have made made it through that hole because it, it was monstrous. Yeah. It's a cool picture. They show that one where Jones is running away from everybody and Jenkins already got his finger in the air. Him and uh, Mercedes oh, yeah. Lewis already got their yeah. finger in the air like this is a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, so that's that, pretty awesome. I mean, if, if any unit on the, on the Packers, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, I don't know if we're going to cover it, but if there is a unit on the Packers that's like in full sync, I mean, the offensive line is just out of control right now. I mean, they're unbelievable. I mean, I know that the, the Vikings defensive line was not great and they were injured and they didn't have Danielle Hunter. And, and to be honest, the Lions don't have much either. I'm downplaying the offensive line, but yeah, they allowed one sack to Jamie Collins Sr., which was on a blitz. It wasn't like a, a pressure sack from a defensive right. lineman. Wagner almost has a perfect PFF grade right now. Right. Yeah. And I mean, yes, you're right. It is the Vikings and the Lions, but, you know, it's the first games of the season. You don't know how these teams are and you don't know their their strengths. But yeah, they've performed. uh, They have to step it up, obviously, uh, against the Saints, but they've just been performing unbelievable. Yeah, the offensive line has been great. And I think that if Aaron Rodgers gets hit twice a game, you're winning that game. Yeah keeping him clean and allowing him to stand back there and throw balls to guys that are running wide open because the scheme is so great. Oh God, you can't, you can't stop the Packers. I mean, no. we said it five minutes ago, they could have yeah. scored 50 in both of those games. Easily. 50 Easily. in an NFL game is very rare. Yeah. To, score, to do it twice or to have the ability to do it twice is. And to smash two division rivals right mm-hmm. in the face. Is even Huge. it's a bonus. And you know how I always beat up on MVS. MVS has has become the guy that I beat up on verbally week after week after week. He's kind of like your AJ Hawk or your <laughs> <laughs> or your Lancaster Lowry. MVS is my guy, and I know I am super critical about him. But there was one play in that game, and he it wasn't even a catch. So he yeah. got rocked on that one yeah, he play. Did. He did. And the next play down the sideline. Rodgers threw that ball a little bit out in front of him, and he went after it. He didn't alligate her arm. He didn't collar away. He just tried to make the play, and that was, I thought, for MVS, yeah. a great play. It was. And, and, I mean, going back to the play where he almost got injured, I mean, he was literally an inch or two or an angle off of getting seriously injured. Yeah, that was a, that was a scary looking scenario. Um, how that played out, I was like, "Oh God!" Um, but he 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 pulled out of it, and I thought, "Man, he's because I think he went right to the tent after that. He, he went laid to the there blue for tent. a minute. Yeah, he, he laid there, and then they pulled him right into the tent. And I'm like, "Holy shit, he's gonna be, you know, he's out for the game or whatever." Well, you texted me that he's going to be in concussion protocol. Like yeah, that's, immediately what, after. that's what it looked like because I thought it was a head thing. And then to see him back out there, 
Mm-hmm. That to me was like, that could be a turning point in his career because just the, t- the toughness to, mm-hmm. to come back from something like that. He shook it off. He went right back in there, you know, put himself in a very vulnerable position uh, to make that next catch. And he went after it. No holds barred. So a lot of growth there for MVS. Yeah. And that he had a nice decent game. He did. Statistically also. Shout he out had to his MVS. drops. He had his drops. Of course he did. And he yeah. also had a stupid penalty. It's two weeks in a row. I didn't see row. that. What was it? Uh, I don't remember. I wrote it down. I'm like, here we go. MVS with another stupid penalty. And next, time, next week, I need to write down what the, what the penalty actually was hmm. and when it happened. I got to take better notes during the game. I've started to take notes during Packer games. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but I've got it. Some issues. of the Packer games, I, I honestly um, fully uh, divulge here is I miss because like, you know, sometimes the kids are in the room and like the, some of the commercials are just like out of control or they're like movie previews of like people getting killed and like all this stuff. So I'm like, I, I have to like go to like PBS and like keep it on like the button where you just like keep flipping like, over uh, to that station. Yeah. yeah. Go back, go back, go back. I'll just oh, like put it on an infomercial or whatever. So sometimes I like miss shit or whatever. Totally understand. I totally understand that. My kids are grown now. And they yes. don't come within 25 feet of the living room right. <laughs> anymore. But, yeah, I, I totally understand. So that was all the good for our offensive review. You know, they, obviously it was Jones' offensive line and MVS showing his toughness. I thought that they were – and, of course, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers was just being Aaron Rodgers, you know, ducking the offense and being efficient, so – and if the Packers wouldn't have dropped so many doggone balls in that game, he yeah, would have been even the better. Bad. So the bad of the offensive review is, is exactly that. I read a thing where – because I, I was actually counting the drops, and I counted six. Mm-hmm. And then according to official box scores, I think there was only four. One was a penalty. Like one of Sternberger's was not – Right, got called back because of a yeah, penalty. Yeah, got called back. So it technically wasn't a drop. Right. It's like – to me, that is. <laughs> yep, same here. You drop um, the ball on an easy yeah. catch. And I don't know what uh, – I don't know. Do, do you have Rodgers, what, what he was for – Rodgers was 18 of 30 for 240 yards. So he would have been so – Yeah, he, he should 24 have of 30. 24 of 30. Right, yeah, it, it hit his quarterback rating. And there were the, – the Sternberger drops were just oh, – <sighs> they were brutal. Yeah, I, I got to talk about that a little bit. <clears throat> you know, the first – it was bad. I mean, the first one was bad. The second one, I think it was near the goal line, wasn't it? I seem to remember like something, it was like in the corner or something like that. But like when he dropped it, he, it, there's like two things like, like I read from him, at, like his reaction. He dropped it. One school of thought where you're like, yeah, he didn't have his head down and getting down about it because he had his head up and he was just kind of like, you know, like rolling off. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, is he just keeping his head up and staying positive? Or does he not give a fuck? Like, yeah, I, I'm really not sure how to. I didn't know how to read that, but like, you didn't see him after that. At least I don't know. I mean, he didn't get a ball thrown his way. No, but he's on the verge of. Remember, remember MVS last year. I think he was like six games in. Lafleur seen seen enough. He and was he only did. targeted officially the two times. One officially right. because the one got called back. Right. So yeah, those were the only targets he got. Yeah. I, w- I was thinking this too. I- I- he's caught, right? He will last the season only? Maybe, yeah. Or maybe yeah. 
love it takes his spot. He looks awful. And I totally agree with the, the whole demeanor of him. It's hard to read his demeanor. Yeah. Right. Like, you need to be pissed at yourself. Yeah. You need to show like you care because the, the next spot you go is out. <laughs> yeah. We don't out. need you. Well, the secret's out from camp, right? Why isn't Stern? You know, it's like, oh, Sternberger's having a quiet camp. He's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like he's not in the number one role. And it's like, wait a minute. Everybody thought he was going to be in the number one role. And then he's not. And then he gets on the field and it's like, he has all these drops. And it's like, oh, okay. That's why. But it, it's not like this dude hasn't been in big games before when he was playing in college. Right. right? I mean, so like, there's no fans, by the way. Dude, there's no pressure on you. Right. There's not a fucking fan in the, the stands. Right. You know? He's awful. He, he, I am, was completely wrong about him. We were both completely wrong about him. I, yeah, I know that we're going to Let's just yeah. talk about it now. Lovett was awful too. Like oh. Lovett has no idea what oh. he's doing out there. That one time they had to call a timeout because he, he had no idea where he was supposed to be on the field. Yeah. I get why he played. DeGuara was hurt. Lovett is plan B of the Guara's spot, right? So they right. can run the, the tight the tight end as a def, as a running back type thing. We can run different personnel groups because we have a guy that can go in motion. Okay, I get that. And Sternberger isn't that guy. So if DeGuara is healthy, I think that Sternberger will see less and less and less snaps until he just is irrelevant. Yeah, they might they might face him out. And by the way, on the topic of love it, I mean when I don't know which Detroit line it was where he just like knifed through the line and almost decapitated Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. That was all love it. I mean, you, totally and I rewound that one too. I was watching ESPN because that was like a highlight they showed. I was like, I got to see who is responsible for this. And that was, that's all love it. 100%. He had a terrible performance. Absolutely he horrible. He was horrible. So I, I'm hoping DeGora comes back. Tanyan looks like he's got some potential mm-hmm. in him. Mercedes Lewis is just solid all around. So Sternberger, yeah, yeah I guarantee he's definitely in Lafleur's doghouse at this point. Speaking of doghouse, this isn't quite the same, but it was pretty funny when the clock was running down to zero and Lafleur ran over and took a timeout. Yeah, the best part of not having fans is you could hear all the cuss words <laughs> on Fox. Right, <laughs> and he left. Rogers was like, "What the f?" That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And I don't think that is a negative. I did at first. I'm like, oh, Jesus. You know, like that's going to cause a riff. But I do think this. I think that Lafleur is going to understand that, you know what? I am coaching Aaron freaking Rodgers, not Joe Burrow, not Jordan Love. I don't have to babysit this fool. So right. if Aaron Rodgers makes a mistake, on you know time and there's a delay of game penalty because of Rodgers and there's a lot of times where I'm like the clock's at zero why aren't they calling this but whatever just leave it go coach yeah if if the mistake is his don't don't do anything don't call timeout don't do it I'll counter that and say this is Lafleur's team he's in charge not Aaron Rodgers it's his calls Right. If he calls a timeout, okay, it, it was weird because, like, the way the clock was, like, running out and the play wasn't even being started, and then, like, he called the timeout and then they snapped the ball, it was all kind of, like, simultaneous. So it's kind of hard to, like, really distinguish, like, who was at fault there. But, like, Aaron, like, really overreacted or whatever. But it's, like, Lafleur's in charge. He's the head coach. He's making the call, right or wrong. He's your leader. 
And I'm, I'm glad, like, whether he, whether that was the right or wrong call, I'm glad that he's making a call. You know, he, he's, in charge, he's in charge of the game. I can see that side of it, too, for sure. I think he will let it go. Now, if it's the fourth quarter and, it, like, the crowd is loud and he thinks that Aaron's not going to get a playoff, I get it. First yeah. half, I bet he lets that go going forward. Yeah. But I don't disagree with you. I just think that there, there will have to be some, mis- some understanding with the two yeah. of them and I think that that will better communication. Was it a miscommunication in this game? Yes, it was. And I think going forward, that accident ends up being a positive. Yeah, because you could see that Tanyan was wide open. And whether that was because of what – it was weird because then the, 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 the whistles kind of came in. Mm-hmm. The players might have kind of like sort Eased of up. half stopped. Mm-hmm. It was all like kind of simultaneous how it all happened. Tanyan kind of caught The guy kind of half tackled him. Looked like it was going into the end zone. I mean, it was – Right. Who knows yeah. what would have happened? Rashawn Gary was the best thing on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. On defense. Best game is his pro. Yeah, and that's the second time his pressure has led to his uh, interception because he did it six. in the Viking game too. Led to a pick six. I mean, that was him all the way. Four tackles and a, and a sack and a half, including the pressure that uh, led to the pick six for Sullivan. I mean, that was just, yeah, I, I think it was his coming out game as a pro, no doubt. Right. And now what I'd like to see out of Rashawn Gary, because he has been super productive, he's been the most productive Packer on defense, maybe minus Alexander, but can he, as teams start to now scout Rashawn Gary, because he's Mm -hmm. become a player, can he make the adjustment? You know, like, can he make the adjustment? Okay, they see that he's going to long arm somebody and then come across the front. Like, does does he have other tricks in his bag? I hope he does. From what you hear and, and see... They love that dude. Yeah. The floor just said something about him today. He said something like, you're going to get Rashawn Gary's best game every game. Like, dude yeah. is going to bring the wood every game he plays. I hope he can continue to get better. I would say that's, that's Petten's job. If other teams are scouting him and, and looking for ways to contain him, that's Petten's job to say, to get that guy opportunities to um, continue with success. I mean, he, he's got all the tools. I think this is his coming out game. Um, you know, he's, he's going to get challenged here in this next game. But what I liked most about him in that game was probably his confidence. It went from last year to kind of this kind of like touchy feel kind of thing to like it just like skyrocketed in this game. Yeah, he plays violently. <laughs> I love that. I, I like that. He, he's got choppy hands and stuff. Mm-hmm. He, He's a hand fighter, and yeah, he, he gets in there. For the second game in a row, the Packers had an interception, which was absolutely a defensive line-led stat, right? I mean, both times it absolutely. was because of the pressure. Don't care how they come. The fact that we caught the ball, we talked about this in the preseason. Will the Packers start catching balls on defense <laughs> and turning it around? And they, so far they have. So Yeah, they did. Yeah, we'll take it. So I don't know if the Packers are just playing Chris Barnes – in certain packages or they're Mm -hmm. giving him limited reps. So he played 15 snaps against the Vikings. He played another 15 snaps against Detroit. He Mm. graded out PFF might be one of my second favorites. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. (laughs) He had the second highest grade PFF grade. That's great. He had a super high PFF grade on his 15 snaps. Undrafted. Yeah. UCLA product. Mm-hmm. They need to keep bringing that dude along. I mean, yeah. he Who keeps knows? grading out high. Figure out a way to get him on the field more. Another solid game from him. 
It's good to mm-hmm. see. I was kind of like when when they brought him. Did they bring him from the practice squad or did he make the original fifty three? He made the original. I think no. He, he br- they brought him up. They brought him up. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got ten tackles in two games. Undrafted free agent. He's played twenty snaps. He's and got he's, ten tackles. Right. Let's talk about him. the bad and the ugly defensively. Oh man, you know who it is for me, Lancaster. Fails for the second time in a row to register a stat. A stat. No tackles, no assists, no sacks, nothing. On top of it all, I don't know if you saw, like, when he went down as an injury. I was like, oh, shit, Lancaster's, you know, hurt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. That was a cheap but shot. That was three. <laughs> You're doing a good job. Oh, with my gosh. Today. But anyway, when they showed the replay of it, I mean, it looked like a soccer flop. It really did. You gotta, you gotta look at it. Did, did you see the replay? Yeah, it, it was they, a, there was nothing play. on his ankle. It's like, dude, that's in soccer. It's called a yellow card. This is these are we're men here. This is the NFL, right? You're you're three hundred and God knows how much, and you just got bent over a little bit. Like, deal with it. You've been you've been getting beat up like your entire career. He, right. he was it, awful. He was absolutely atrocious in this game. I'm, I'm not really sure how much longer. I don't know how he's the starter in the NFL, to be honest. No, I don't either. Lowry's right behind him, by the way. He's not much better. He had three tackles. I just want to let you know. Two, oh, no, two total tackles Lowry did. First time he's actually done something, and it was only two tackles. Two tackles in two games. Yeah. My biggest problem with Lancaster, and, and yes, I think he sucks. But if you watch him, like, he, if you're not going to make plays, then you have to be fundamentally sound, right, and do your job. There was a, a run that Stafford had. It wasn't a long run because Stafford isn't the most mobile cat in the world. But he not ran. Anymore, yeah. There was a gigantic hole. He ran only for, like, four yards because he's slow as molasses and slid. But Lancaster was literally three lanes off of where he should have been. He he ran himself yeah. I mean, completely he's, out of the play. He's awful. He Just is, be fundamentally terrible. sound. If you're going to suck, suck in your lane. Because what happens when we play Russell Wilson? He's going to run for 1,000 oh, yeah. yards that game. Two weeks in a row that the Packers have let not mobile quarterbacks run for first down. Horrible. And, I mean, I, I don't know what they do with this guy. I mean, to be honest. I mean, it's, they it's don't have obvious. anything better, unfortunately. Well, don't they have, uh, like, Trevelyan or – Yeah, Prevalon needs to play. I, right. I, he just does. I mean, he can't be worse. There was a, a play – Or Montrevious Adams. Yes. Damn. Did you read my mind right there? Montrevious <laughs> Adams on one play looked like a blocking sled. There were two guys pushing him completely out of the play. And now, granted, yeah. he's double teamed. Okay, I get that. It's your 300 pounds against the 600 pounds of the guys in front of you. I totally get that. But there are guys in the league, there are probably guys not in the league right now that can anchor their ass into the ground and make that happen. I mean, he got – it looked like a blocking sled. I I don't know how to say it any differently. The Packers are better off playing Zadarius Smith at nose tackle in a (laughs) two-point stance than they are with Montrevious Adams down with his hand down. Well, is is Kenny Clark going to be up, be back for this game? I've not seen that yet. No. Limited. I mean, he's not. I think back. we talked about this. I don't remember what episode it was, but I was like throwing out the idea of like putting Gary down. Yeah, but you can't put him at the nose. He's too. Scared. Not at nose, but I mean, you, you you have Clark, and then on the right side you have Gary, 
and then you have Zadarius out on the on the end, and then you have, I mean, maybe Lowry on the left side. They give Prevalon a shot. They they sign that Dalen Mack, and then they cut his ass for like two weeks yeah. later. <laughs> you know, it's not even. He stuck around for like three days. He got a couple of meals, you know, <laughs> keep his weight up. I did see this may no be related. So the Packers finally put Lane Taylor on IR. Oh, really? So there's a roster spot open. Hmm. It's time to bring in Snacks Harrison. I- I've seen enough. There's nobody on the Packer roster right now that can do the job at the nose. It's time to bring his fat behind in. I mean, our biggest weakness is that defensive line. They're just Stopping the awful. run. And that, that goes into our second bullet point for the bad. I mean, the defensive line – in the first half was blown away. I mean, especially in that first drive, they just got smashed right in the face. And it was all, you know, yes, um, Kenny Clark was not in the game. And, and that was a very apparent why they paid him what they paid him. Because without him, they were just running all over the place, doing whatever they wanted to do. There was no pressure. There was no penetration from the de- defensive line. And Lowry and Lancaster were just non-existent. It's just mm-hmm. a continuation of last year. It's really hard to watch Abysmal. for me. 70-year-old Adrian Peterson ran for 25 minutes. I know. Especially that one. Oh, my God. He yeah. looks old. I'll just he say does. that. He does. But again, in the second week in a row, the Lions stopped themselves. The Packers did not stop the run. Why did they go away from the run? I, I don't understand it. I was, it's, it's funny. Like the, the whole reason why we do this show is like, I don't know if we've been friends for too long or what, but I almost brought this up like right before we started talking about this. But yes, once again, all you had to do is run the football between the tackles, increase your time of possession, and you've got Lancaster and Lowry out there who have no impact on, on the game whatsoever. And you yeah. keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Yes, it's not right? rocket science. I mean, it's keep the game close. Run the football against the Packers. Thank you for not doing it. <laughs> stupid. Speaking of stupid, putting Preston Smith in coverage is a stupid move. I didn't see that. I see you have that uh, written up here, but Terrible. talk more about that. The, the, man, the man cannot run backwards. I, I, you put, I, I get it, right? You put Preston Smith in the game to rush the quarterback and go forward right? His job is not to chase running backs or chase tight ends. And I get that you have to disguise defenses. You can't have both Smiths running towards the quarterback on every play because NFL offenses are going to figure it out and they're going to exploit that. So at time, from time to time, you're going to have to have guys doing things that they probably shouldn't. I don't remember who he was chasing out of the backfield. I want to say it was DeAndre Swift. And it... <laughs> I don't have correct adjectives to use to describe how sad it looked. He, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't even want to keep going with it because I just can't yeah. think of anything that really sounds right to make it as clear as the video was that I watched. I was yeah. like, oh, God. He's clearly a pass that rusher. And right. that's it. And, and he, he does a decent job of setting an edge, but he is a pass rusher. Yeah, trade. Yeah, dropping back into coverage is definitely not his forte. The other negative, and and now just to caveat this a little bit, Kristen Kirksey had twelve tackles this game. None of real impact. It was it was a very Blake Martinez like twelve tackle. Again, you're reading my mind. His PFF grade was abysmal. Him and Amos had horrible games. It was. I, 
honestly, I don't remember Amos making a play. He had two tackles in his game, but I don't remember them yeah. at all. Yeah, his name is, does not come up. He's almost non-existent. Yeah, a little scary that those guys are that The bad. other person I'd throw into that uh, conversation is, you know, there was a, a pretty high ceiling and big expectation of uh, Darnell Savage this year. And mm-hmm. that has been a little bit shaky up to this point. And yeah. we're not talking about like, you know, we're not talking about playoff caliber teams here with Detroit and Minnesota. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. But, I mean, he, he has. He hasn't gotten better. No, it doesn't appear that way. Before we do our MVPs of the game, anything else you want to talk about before we move forward? I got a couple oh, of things. Two things. One on the Lions side of the ball. And I, 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 don't, I don't know how to say this other than Jeff Okuda looked like a high school kid out there. Ew, yeah, that was brutal. He looked awful. Yeah, and I loved him coming out of Ohio State. Me too. I thought he. I thought the, shoot. I, I know the Packers are never going to get guys like that because you're not going to draft in the top five. I thought he I watched, was well. I watched worth him it. a lot. He looked clueless out there. Now, granted, there's no pass rush, so you're going to look a little silly. But he looked like he wasn't sure. Should I jam Devonte Adams? Should I jam these guys? Should I run with them? Like what? He looked yeah. like a, t- a 12 year old running out there. It was he was awful. And I, I've I've got to really put that on the coaching for, for the Lions. I mean, I really do. I mean. Because mm-hmm. he's too talented to look like that. Yeah, there, there's been some criticisms already of the defensive coordinator of the, of the Lions. Um, I, I don't remember where I read it. I think it was somewhere on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's got to, like, fall back on those guys, man. I mean, you've, you've got this talented guy, top five guy. Yeah, he's a top five right? guy. There's no way he should be getting – he got you know, putting out on an island like that and getting worked like that. But yeah, he man, he did. Yeah, he looked awful. I feel like I actually felt bad for him after a while. He got dissected. You're on the in lines our, in our favor. Yeah, and the other thing I I thought from this game was I don't like Tyler Irvin as a receiver. And the reason I don't like Tyler Irvin as a receiver is when you put him out on a defensive back, that's no longer a mismatch. You want to run him out of the backfield against linebackers and, and safeties. When he is up against the defensive back, he is not used to the footwork, and he's not used to when guys put their hands on him. He can't get off the line of scrimmage. If you rub him off as a running back or you have him coming out of the backfield, like they did that weird motion with him where he yeah. came way around the back, yeah. Yeah. you need to put him in space. You have to create openings for him. I don't think as a receiver he can create his own. I guess I do have one in there. As uh, J.K. Scott, I yeah. thought he had an unbelievable game. He pinned a couple of them. I don't know. I think he had all of his punts like went in uh, in the twenty. Yeah, three in, three out of three inside the twenty. Three out of three. I mean, he's he, he's definitely a weapon that goes uh, unnoticed. But I, I thought he had a hell of a game. He did have a great game. Totally agree. Who's your MVP? My MVP is undoubtedly Aaron Jones. Career day. I mean, we already talked about the the numbers. You know, he was all over the place. He was unstoppable. He's just got that swagger now. He he knows. You know, I I think he was. You know, after last season, not making the uh, being an All Pro, um, and making the Pro Bowl and stuff like that, scoring over twenty touchdowns. Yeah, you know, I think that put a chip on his shoulder. You know, you always hear about guys like doing stuff in the off season to like improve and stuff like that, and it's like. You never know like what how that really translates. You can see he was already really good last year. You can obviously see he's taking a step where forward. he's at, where he's like, Hey, I got disrespected last year. 
I'm one of the best backs in the NFL. I need to get paid this money, and this is why. And and he's proving it. Two games already. I mean, he's he was just unbelievable in this game. Absolutely. Very mistake-free. Understands the offense. He's in sync with Aaron Rodgers. Um, willing to do whatever. Fan favorite. I mean, I, I could go on, but obviously it's – for me, it's uh, Aaron Jones. And my guy, only because I let you pick first. <laughs> Otherwise, of course, it's Aaron Jones. I mean, he, he was amazing. And we talked about Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary is my MVP. We don't need to say any more, anything more about it. He had a great yeah. game. I hope he continues. So let's move on. Next week, Sunday night football against the Saints. I only watch a little bit of the, uh, the Raiders game, but, you know, they got beat by the Raiders. And that's not taking anything away from the Raiders, right? I mean, they might be up and coming. And I did do a little bit of research that I thought was interesting. This is kind of like the Gruden approach to, um, to, to a game plan. But the Raiders had 35 rushes and 38 pass attempts. Very balanced attack, right? He sticks to that. Josh Jacobs, you know, he had 27 carries in that game. 27 carries. He only had 88 yards. But guess what? He had three and a third. And that's all you need to advance mm-hmm. the chains, right? Three and a third. And so he averaged that. I thought it was a balanced attack. Gruden knew that the time of possession was like going to be a key to the game. And he, he balanced it out. And, and I mean, that's what the, the Packers need to kind of understand going into this game. So. It was interesting. I watched the entire game because I was just, I don't want to call it mesmerized, but you could see what the Raiders were going to do. Okay, you're going to stack the box? We'll throw it to the tight end. Yeah. Okay, you pull the guys out of the box? We're going to hand the ball to Jacobs. It was very simple. All they did was take what was given to them. I mean, it was that – the Saints have a pretty good defensive line. I I want to say that every one of their guys is a first-round – a former first-round pick. Wow. Or like first or second round pick. Like they have they have players. This is not the Detroit Lions. It's not the Vikings. Yep. It's going to be a better team. But the scheme was, okay, nine guys in the box. Let's throw. And by the way, Incognito went out in that game for the Raiders. Yeah, that's bad for the Raiders. And they still were able but, to run the but ball. But they still, like, they didn't miss a beat. I thought that was interesting too. The other takeaways from that, from that game were Carr didn't throw any, any picks. Pretty unusual. He had mm-hmm. three touchdowns, 282, 120.7. Quarterback rating. I mean, he, he lit it up against the Saints defense. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He had a better game. His quarterback rating was way higher than Rodgers. He had a better quarterback rating than Breeze, I think. Yeah. He, he, he had a about- solid game. He really did. But, but I think that goes towards, mm, was he getting pressured all that much? No. It was a very simple game plan, and they stuck yep. to it. And, I mean, yep. the Packers have better – they have a better quarterback. Yep. They have a more dynamic running back group. Oh, and, by and far. The Raiders, the Raiders' wide receivers are young. They're not there yet. You can tell that all these young guys – we talked about Okuda, Jerry, Judy. Like, these guys aren't ready yet. Yeah. Their yeah. offseason yeah. has really cheated them out of the, – the rookies are not going to have a very good rookie year, it looks like. In the beginning, I was like, man, the, the Saints are going to blow this thing out. And mm-hmm. then, like, the Raiders kind of, like, hung around. They kind of hung around. They kept kind of coming back a little bit. And I was like, when I woke up in the morning, I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, the Raiders started to gain a little bit of momentum, like, before I went to bed and stuff. I was like, holy shit. When I woke up in the morning. Wow. That was true. Um, One of the things that we have to look at, though, is will Michael Thomas come back? 
That's a, that's a big if, right? Like he is a dynamic player. He changes the entire game if he's on the field and healthy. Because right. Adam Thielen, okay, he's a good player. Right. And Kenny Galladay was out for the Lions, so you had their B right. team, right? right? Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the league, or he's top five right. for sure. And Jair's going to be on him. And, I mean, Jair's got – a really high rating right now but like again like you said he hasn't been matched up against any elites at this point and consequently michael thomas is going to be <laughs> evaluated by the packers doctor so that's really such a strange turn of events i don't i've never heard of this in all the years i've watched the nfl i don't know that i've ever heard of this that that an opposing team's doctor is right. going to evaluate your number one star player and has the ability to clear them for the game or not. Yeah. What, what I mean, is that, that? I don't, I don't even know. I, I honestly, I don't know. That's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> nope. He's out. I, I, yeah, I mean, I know that the Packers uh, training staff and their medical staff is well-respected around the league. Right. When, remember when um, Martellus Bennett came after the Packer uh, medical staff and there were guys like throughout the league not just Packers, who are defending the Packers' uh, medical staff. So, yeah. okay, I get it. They're not going to keep a guy. And you and I would be like, nope, you're out, buddy. You don't look healthy at all. Right. You feeling well? I think you might have COVID. I mean, yeah, Mark he, Murphy's got a line in his pockets a little, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, dude, there's no way that guy's good. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not. I hope he doesn't play. Actually, I hope he does. I yeah, was actually you, thinking you about do. it. You do. You want to see – You want to see. I mean, all kidding aside, you do want to see the best players out there against against our starting defense, right? I mean, right. We want to see what's, what's going to happen, what's going to transpire. Because they got to be battle-tested, right? I mean, sure. if you went through the entire season with bunny games and you missed Kenny Galladay and, and you missed Michael Thomas, all of a sudden when the playoffs come, you're not ready for that. Like that's a different level of play and you're not ready for it. So yeah, I hope he does play. I hope he is healthy so that, you know, Alexander can get, get tested and see where, you know, see where he's really at. Another observation I had from, from that game. And and maybe I haven't even, maybe I haven't watched that many saints games. I I mean, I've seen highlights and stuff of Alvin Kamara from watching the game in, in the first half. Didn't really realize the, the level that that guy is at and aggressiveness that he has and speed and pass catching ability. I mean, it across the board, this guy is an absolute threat and the Raiders did get him down to 79 yards rushing, but he caught like nine passes for 95 yards. So mm-hmm. the focus obviously is you, you got to pressure breeze and you got to contain this guy or it's, it's going to be lights out like real quick. He reminds me of Walter Payton. He, he kind of gives me that because, like, the aggressiveness to contact where he's just not afraid of contact. You're in my way. I'm going full speed. I was just super impressed with that guy. I was like, oh, my God. This guy is such an unbelievable threat and player. He had 79 yards, but he only had 13 carries. He averaged six yards a carry. Right. And um, why, again, like, why don't you, you know, increase that another five carries or whatever and, like, control the clock? I don't think he's a big body. I think Latavius Murray is their guy. You know what I mean? If they're going to yeah, punch the ball. Like short things. I, I think and I was listening to another podcast. I won't mention it. And they were talking about Aaron Jones getting too many carries. 20 
it might be too many for him. And 20 might be too many for Alvin Kamara, too, because you want that guy to last through a season. He's not a 230-pound guy. He's not a 240-pound guy. I think that's the mindset that we are going to give the smash mouth carries to Latavius Murray. And Kamara's going to get stuff on the edge where his, you know, his speed and his quickness. And he has, he is way more fast twitch uh, muscle than Aaron Jones. And I love Aaron Jones. Yeah. When you watch his feet on a run. There's there's no question. Yeah. He's he's something special. Obviously have a, a ton of talent, but when I look at them, you know, they've got Murray. They've got Kamara, and then they've got who's the like pseudo quarterback dude? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. So I mean, there's kind of like to me, there's almost like too many cooks in the kitchen here for like a definitive. I don't know. Yeah, for, like someone to take charge, for, someone to be the guy. Well, for someone to like really like get into the game and like okay. get into a flow and stuff like that. So I think they've. I almost. I almost think they they spread it out too much. I also saw that I watched Ty Montgomery play, and I will say till my dying day that I think that Ty Montgomery should have been coming out of the backfield when he was with the Packers. And I saw that Montgomery is like wearing 88, so I guess he's a wide receiver again. But he is, he is Tyler Irvin, but he's a, like a thicker version of Tyler thicker Irvin. Version, yeah. Is he a total dick? Like, I, Why has he been on so many teams? He had two catches for 25 yards, but – I feel like he is a Tyler Irvin type player where you rub him off out of the backfield. He can split out wide. He can actually split out wide because he was a receiver. Right. That's there's a ton of weapons on this team. They do with Michael Thomas. Absolutely. Yeah. And you add Michael Thomas, they, they should score 40 every game too. The problem they run into is Drew Brees, in my opinion, is no longer Drew Brees. He attempted one pass over 20 yards. One. He can't throw it anymore. Is that, is that his fault, though? Yeah. I don't think he is can. Coach? I don't think he is physically able to, to effectively throw the ball downfield anymore. I mean, the, when you watch – and he never has had a big arm. I mean, let's be fair. I don't th- – I watch him throw the football. I'm like, God dang, dude. That's well, maybe that's, maybe that's in Petten's game plan to, uh, you know, contain the, the short pass and, and mm-hmm. pressure him and – bait them into a long ball on one-on-ones but yeah i don't know, I don't know if you want to go to one-on-ones with michael thomas on well uh-huh. right <laughs> so uh, i don't know right i mean do you play the game like you're always in the red zone i mean it's a guy i don't know what he did against tampa bay i didn't like look at his stats from there as far as like how far he threw it and like how many attempts he had yeah. downfield but if i mean there's something to be said there if it's a trend and it's only week three but right. if there's a trend there Maybe you exploit that. Maybe you force them to go deep, like you just said. Like, okay, yeah. uh, you know. Maybe. I mean, you, know. you have to shut Kamara down. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of attention's got to be put on him. I mean, he could tear you, tear us up. You know, going back to Michael Thomas, you know, with Jair, the good thing about Jair is he's going to look forward to this. He mm-hmm. wants this matchup. Yes. I mean, if there, is, if, there is, if there is somebody on the Packers defense who is going to raise their hand and, and step forward and say, I want this guy. Give it to me. I've got it. I'm going to show everybody. Like he's that cocky. He's he's that kind of confident uh, individual who wants these types of matchups. And believe me, he he is going to be up for this game. How it's going to turn out for him, I don't know, but he's going to be up for this game, mm-hmm. guaranteed. All right, man. I think that's yeah. it. Right? Do we think the Packers win? What's the score? What's your score prediction? 
I know we did these in the beginning of the season. Oof, I don't care. Jeez. Do I mean, I don't know. I think it's – I think both teams score over 30. Let's go there. I'm not going to go uh, specifics, but both teams score over 30. Packers win? Packers win, of course. Okay, well, I'm just I don't asking. think I have that. Uh, I, don't, I don't have that in our uh, prediction. You did not have that. But I'm average think. cheese, so, like, I Maybe criticize everything early, <laughs> and then I just, like, the season gets rolling, and then I want every, everything to, like, pan out right, the right way, so. I say I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, too. So, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I said I wasn't sure. I thought the games would all be low-scoring. I was clearly wrong about that. Defenses have not caught up. With, with things. Uh, I think this game is like 42-38 Packers. It's going to be yeah, back and forth, back and forth. Whoever gets the ball last, it, you know what I mean? It's going to come down to that final possession no matter who it is. So mm-hmm. I think Packers win too. Well, thank our folks. Oh, yeah. Always at the end. Thanks yep. to Dwight at DDG Customs and Andy at ThirdEyeGraphics.net. Thanks to you, Todd, for throwing so many quarters in the jar for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society today. Yeah, I think I've I got to get some more quarters now. Now that I've got the jar, I don't. I had to like recycle. Well, all four of them or five I, of them. I will of them? count them up. I always count them up as I'm right, editing. Let me the know show. what I owe because I'm not really sure. But yeah, what the hell? Go pack, go. Go pack, go.